Good morning, faithful listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of Deuteronomy. Hey guys, and welcome to the Bible Explained podcast. My name is Jen. I am the host here, and I'm so glad that you decided to tune in to part two. When yesterday we discussed part one, we talked about how Jesus was telling the Pharisees that they don't even believe the scriptures that they are reading because Moses himself testified about Jesus. So now we're going to talk about that testimony that Moses gives today in this portion of Deuteronomy, we're going to be reading Deuteronomy chapter 18, verses 9 through 22. So let's go ahead and read this. I'll be reading out the W.E.B. version of the Bible this morning. Please feel free to grab the version that you prefer. And also, don't forget to grab that cup of coffee or that cup of tea. And let's go ahead and join in together. When you have come into the land which Yahweh your God gives you, you shall not learn to imitate the abominations of those nations. There shall not be found with you anyone who makes his son or his daughter pass through the fire, one who uses divination, one who tells fortunes, or an enchanter, or a sorcerer, or a charmer, or someone who consults with a familiar spirit, or a wizard, or a necromancer. For whoever does these things is an abomination to Yahweh. Because of these abominations, Yahweh your God drives them out from before you. You shall be blameless with Yahweh your God for these nations that you shall dispossess. Listen to those who practice sorcery and to diviners. But as for you, Yahweh your God has not allowed you to do so. Yahweh your God will rise up to you a prophet from among you of your brothers like me. You shall listen to him. This is according to all that you desired of Yahweh your God in Horeb in the day of the assembly, saying, Let me not hear again Yahweh my God's voice, neither let me see this great fire any more that I not die. Yahweh said to me, They have well said that which they have spoken. I will rise them up, a prophet from among their brothers like you. I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I shall command him. It shall happen that whoever will not listen to my words, which he shall speak in my name, I will require it of him. But the prophet who speaks a word presumptuously in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or who speaks in the name of other gods, that same prophet shall die. You may say in your heart, how shall we know the word which Yahweh has not spoken? When a prophet speaks in Yahweh's name, if the thing doesn't follow nor happen, that is the thing which Yahweh has not spoken. The prophet has spoken it presumptuously. You shall not be afraid of him. Verses 9 through 13, actually 9 through 14, I'm sorry, talk a lot about the practices of the nations that God is driving out for Israel. And all of these things had to do with diviners, witchcraft, sorcery, giving out charms, uh, someone who consults familiars or wizards, necromancers, all these things. And, and God says these things are wrong. Now, one of the reasons I believe God says that these are wrong is because these are not from God. <laughs> you might be like, well, Jen, no kidding. <laughs> But what what the heck I'm trying to say is that, you know, the people were supposed to listen to God's voice and God's voice only. Now, these necromancers and wizards and witches and whatever else were not speaking from God's voice. They were leading the people astray. And the nations around the Israelites all 
looked for these kinds of things. They all kind of wanted this stuff. They wanted their fortunes read and and their charms, you know, charms given to them. And they wanted uh, good luck, like whatever. They wanted all this stuff that God had not said was the truth. This is why God says here in verse 14, actually, he says, for these nations that you shall dispossess, listen to those who practice sorcery and to diviners. But as for you, Yahweh your God has not allowed you to do so. So what God is saying to his people, listen to me. This is what he's saying. Listen to me. Listen to my words. Listen to my laws. That is the truth. Listen to that stuff. And the reason I'm driving out these other nations is because they go and listen to sorcerers and diviners and uh, people who, who raise up the dead or whatever. And they're listening to these people and they're not listening to the truth of God. Now, what's interesting about all this is that's the reason God is driving out those nations so that when Israel goes into the promised land, they have a, a fresh slate. They're not going to be tempted by all this stuff that was going on before them. This is why God is driving out these peoples from the promised land. It's to allow the Israelites to go into the promised land with a clean slate, not getting tempted by these these guys. And then the Israelites with God's law and God's truth were then going to bless the surrounding nations and actually bless the entire world through God's law. Unfortunately, that's not what ends up happening in the long run. We see that the Israelites don't actually drive out the nations. They keep some of them with them. And that causes some problems. We're going to talk about that later. But yeah, God's point here is that the reason he was driving out these nations was because of the corruption that was going on through these various practices of sorcery and witchcraft. And he also mentions Moloch here. It says in verse 10, there shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or his daughter to pass through the fire. So what that means, passing through the fire was basically a human sacrifice. That's exactly what it was, actually. It was human sacrifice. And I've mentioned this before, but the nations practiced human sacrifice quite frequently. And the way they would do it is by putting their baby on a uh, uh, boiling hot scalding hot, I don't even know what the word is, like these brass hands that were heated up to an extreme level of heat and they'd be sacrificed that way. God says no one is allowed to do that. Human sacrifice was an absolute 100% no-no for the Israelites people or for anybody. Hence why God is driving out these people from the, the promised land because they were human sacrificers. And I mean, this is just justice for all those innocent babies and children that died to uh, human sacrifice. So God was removing these people, dispossessing them from the promised land. Verse 14, once again, it says, For these nations that you shall dispossess, listen to those who practice sorcery and to diviners. But as for you, Yahweh your God has not allowed you to do so. Yahweh your God will rise up to you a prophet from among you of your brothers like me. You shall listen to him. Now, this is Moses speaking, actually. He's saying that a prophet is going to rise up among the Hebrew people who is like Moses, who is like me, is what Moses is saying. And so 
<laughs> a lot of people have looked at that like, did Moses think he was the Messiah or, you know, did Moses think he was on the same level as Jesus or whatever? And to that, I say, no, I do not think Moses thought he was like the Messiah because it was God actually who said this to Moses. Yahweh said to me in verse 17, they have said well, which they have spoken. I will rise them up a prophet from among their brothers like you. So really, Moses is just repeating what God said about him. And I mean, this is a huge compliment to Moses, if you think about it, that God is equating Jesus to Moses. But I don't think Moses was per se equating himself to Jesus. But I do think that there's a reason why God equated Moses to Jesus, or rather there was going to be a prophet like Moses, for the sole purpose that Moses very much loved God and very much wanted God for the people. If you look at Moses, that is uh, <laughs> that is very true of him. He was very uh, concerned with the salvation of his people, like through everything. He, he stuck up for them many times. He asked God to relent from his wrath to the people. I mean, Moses really had a heart for the Israelite nation, as did Jesus for the entire world. So in some regards, Moses is like Jesus in that way. And also Moses communicated with God. He was very, very in tune with what God was saying. Hence why we have the law nowadays. It was spoken to Moses and Moses penned it. So that's another way that that Moses is similar to Jesus. Jesus also was speaking the words of the father to the nation of people. Now, Moses, of course, was just a man. He was a failing man. I mean, he killed somebody in his lifetime. He was extremely angry. He put himself on the same level as God at one point. Um, he may have had several wives. We're not really sure about that one. I mean, he was a failing human being for sure. I mean, Moses wasn't allowed into the promised land because of his failings. And God was very merciful towards Moses and towards the Israelite nation. So in that respect, Moses was not like Jesus because Jesus was perfect because he was in fact God. Moses was just a human being. But in some aspects, yes, I mean, in verse 18, I will raise them up a prophet like you, you know, and I will put my words in his mouth and he shall speak to them all that I shall command him. So really that's how Jesus and Moses are similar is that Jesus and Moses both spoke the words that God commanded them to speak. But here's the thing about this, and this was, this is kind of why this is a part two from yesterday's episode, is that Jesus is prophesied about extremely early on in the Old Testament. He's prophesied about in the first five books of the Old Testament twice so far. The first time it was through, um, <laughs> oh, what's the name of that guy? Balaam, that crazy donkey beater guy that uh, tried to curse Israel and ended up cursing himself. Um, <laughs> he was the first one to prophesy about Jesus. As fascinating as that is, I think he was the first one. I might be wrong about that. If you know of a earlier time in scripture that Jesus was prophesied about, let me know. I'd like to know about that because I do not remember. But uh, that's the first time that I know of Jesus was prophesied about. And that was in the book of Numbers. So, I mean, it's just so fascinating that, you know, Jesus is talked about so early on in scripture but yet the people of Jesus's time period and nowadays refuse to see this stuff. 
They refused to see how all throughout scripture, everything that was prophesied about the Messiah became fulfilled. And this is thousands of years before Jesus even came to earth. And yet Jesus fulfilled all these different prophecies. There are many Jews actually that come to Jesus because of that one fact. I had a guy actually on the podcast, a Jewish man in uh, the book of Leviticus. He came on the podcast to talk about some stuff. His name was Andrew Rappaport. I don't know if you guys remember that episode. He was a fascinating guy to talk to because he grew in faith uh, to Jesus. He was a Jewish man, raised Jewish, still is, still practices Judaism in some aspects. But he he became a Christian because he saw the prophecies of the Old Testament and how it all lined up to one man. And that one man was Jesus. Now, there's another guy that was on the podcast a while back. And his name was um, J. Warner Wallace. You might recognize that name. He wrote Person of Interest and also Cold Case Christianity. And I was lucky enough to get him on the podcast and talk about some stuff. And same thing for him. When he looked at the, the scriptural text of old, he realized that it lined up with Jesus. The people of Jesus's time period should have recognized this. They should have seen what Moses was saying here, that this prophet was Jesus. Now, of course, listen to yesterday's episode, if you have not done that yet, uh, to hear the New Testament version of this episode and what Jesus has to say to the people who read the scriptures, but refuse to believe that he is God. Now, the interesting thing is, is that Jesus was, in fact, a prophet. I was recently listening to a Mike Winger podcast. I, I really enjoy Mike Winger. I don't know if you guys know who he is. He's a pastor, and he's got a YouTube channel. He talks about all sorts of stuff. And he was talking about how some people actually believe that the book of Mark in the New Testament was written after the fall of Jerusalem because of everything that Mark talks about regarding the fall of Jerusalem plenty of years before it even happened. And yet it's proof of Jesus's truth and Jesus's prophecy that he spoke to people because that was Jesus many, many years prior to the fall of Jerusalem talking about how Jerusalem was in fact going to fall and exactly how it was going to happen. But the fact of the matter is Mark was written years before the fall of Jerusalem. And that's factually evident because... <laughs> There were almost no members of the early church that were in Jerusalem when it fell because the early church saw the prophecy of what Jesus said about Jerusalem and fled right before it happened. So there was very few people that were members of the early church in Jerusalem when it fell. And that is factual history that is written about Mark was written when it was written, years before the fall of Jerusalem. And those were Jesus's words. And that was Jesus speaking a prophecy that absolutely came true. Jesus did give more prophecy, by the way, that has not come true yet. And when that eventually comes true and Jesus comes down for the second time, that's going to be proof once again that Jesus is, is in fact Messiah. But at that point, it's going to be a little bit too late for people who don't believe Jesus is the prophet who don't believe that Jesus is the Messiah that scripture talks about, is we got to believe this stuff now. We got to believe that Jesus is, in fact, the prophet that scripture talks about. 
because otherwise it's going to be too late. Because here's what it says in verse 19. It shall happen that whoever will not listen to my words, which he shall speak in my name, I will require it of him. It's going to be too late. God's going to require it of those people who refused to believe Jesus was the Messiah, who refused to believe that Jesus was the son of God that was prophesied about. So yeah, scary stuff, which is why we need to believe strongly in Jesus. That's part of the reason why I do this podcast is to get the message of Jesus out there. But now we're going to talk about false prophets because these are these are interesting. The prophet who speaks a word presumptuously in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak or who speaks in the name of other gods, that same prophet shall die. So in other words, these are false prophets. You may say in your heart, how shall we know the word which Yahweh has not spoken? When a prophet speaks in Yahweh's name, if the thing doesn't follow nor happen, that is the thing which Yahweh has not spoken. The prophet has spoken presumptuously. You shall not be afraid of him. There's like a whole thing going on right now with like prophets on the Internet and they drive me nuts. Now, there is a, a scriptural reference that says that we shouldn't shun the prophets. And honestly, prophecy is a spiritual gift that God gives us. So when prophets are good, prophecy can be extremely useful. And I, I do not believe that it's a dead gift. Some churches teach that prophecy is a dead gift. But to me, that makes no sense because God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's always had prophets. And uh, the New Testament talks about prophecy being a spiritual gift. So I think it's still around. I just think that it's kind of muddled by all these like fake prophets that are out there. I remember during the election back in 2020, there were so many of these like, quote unquote, prophets that were like, Trump's going to win the 2020 election. Even I was uh, interested in some of that. I was curious about the prophecies regarding the election, and I found it quite interesting myself. But the fact of the matter is, was that Trump did not win in 2020. And a lot of people were like, oh, well, the prophets were true. There was many prophets out there that said he was going to win, but, you know, the, the election was stolen from Trump, and that's why. The prophets were right. He did actually win, but it was stolen from him. But you see, that's a slippery slope because Trump did not become the president in 2020. And really, I'm not trying to get political. It's not about the presidency in any capacity, what I'm trying to say here. What I'm trying to say is these prophets were saying things that many of them, it was not true. Now, there's another way that you can tell if a prophet is a false prophet. And if it's a prophecy that you really want to hear, sometimes that means it's a false prophet. Because if you look in the Old Testament at the prophets, and even if you look at Jesus and his own prophecy, it always came with the repentance of sins. It always was like, repent of your sins, or this is going to happen. Repent of your sins. Repent of your sins. There was very few times the prophets would not talk about the repentance of sins and give, like, good news. And that's not always the case across the board. But let's just say there's an internet prophet that you really like out there. I challenge you to look at if he or she is talking about the repentance of sins also. Because prophets, prophecy is not always things that we want to hear. In fact, I would, I would argue that it's rarely things that we want to hear. <laughs> Even God goes on to say later on that there are prophets that just want to tickle people's ears for money and for fame and for popularity. And unfortunately, I think that's where 
a lot of these prophets are nowadays. Not to mention the prophets that talk about the end times and how this thing is going to happen and that thing is going to happen and this date Jesus is going to come back. But those dates come and go. Those things that they prophesy about don't end up happening. And so at that point, no, I I do not believe that those are true prophets. Because if the thing does not happen, if the thing specifically that they say does not happen, it is not from God's mouth because God is not a liar. God is the truth. God will never give people a lie. He doesn't lie to people. And so if a prophet is saying something and claiming that it's from God's mouth and it ends up being a lie or it ends up being a truth, don't listen to that prophet anymore. Don't make excuses for him or her. Find another prophet. (laughs) I mean, there's nothing wrong with uh, profit shopping and then test that prophet. There's so many verses in scripture about testing the prophets. Make sure that what they're saying is the absolute 100% truth, that it is in line with scripture, that it talks about the repentance of sins a lot of times. And lastly, that whatever the, the prophet is prophesying about, it comes true. Well, faithful listeners, today was kind of a long episode, so I'm actually just going to let you all go. And I'll see you all tomorrow morning for an episode of John. Don't forget to check the links in the bio of the podcast episode. Don't forget to subscribe and to like and share this podcast and write a review also if you want to. Faithful listeners, I'll see you tomorrow morning. Happy listening and God bless.